What is going on, y'all? I've been gone for a little minute, I know, but now I am officially back. Today, today's topic I want to discuss, man. I want to talk about, I want to talk about these jobs, man. These, these work environments, these factory jobs, these manufacturing jobs. Let's let's just take a quick second to discuss a couple things with these manufacturing jobs. That's all I really want to do. So, <coughs> excuse me. So me. I work at a manufacturing job. I work for an automotive plant. And before I went to this automotive plant, you know, the only thing that was on my mind really was I'm finna get some money. <laughs> and that's per that's pretty much what usually be on everybody's mind. Like, man, this job, these manufacturing jobs pay so much money. I know I can run that check up, I can do this, I can do that. I know that if I go there and I can work, I have all my bills paid. I I have so much money. Looking on on the outside looking in, you see money. That's what you see. You think about the money that's gonna be coming in, you think about the success, you think about the finance part. But once you actually get in the inside and you start looking out, you realize these manufacturing jobs do not give a damn about you. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the company that I work for because I, you know how that go. But the manufacturing company that I do work for, they could give a damn if you are sick, if you're hurt, if you're tired. In their mind, you're replaceable. If you get hurt, they're just going to slide you to the side and bring in a brand new worker. It's like a sweatshop with benefits. And I tell people this all the time manufacturing jobs well most manufacturing jobs dealing with automotives is just basically it's just basically a sweat plant with benefits because they work you to death you're tired you want to take a vacation day you take one or two days off you come back it's like they punish you for not wanting to come to work and it's getting to the point now where next year <coughs> excuse me the automotive plant that i work at Instead of giving us all our vacation days in uh, January, like they're supposed to every year, they're trying to spread it and break it apart and give us half days in January, half our days in January. And if you became permanent and full time in June, July, November, you have to wait until then to get the rest of your days. What they're not realizing is that for the people that come to work, for the people that work hard, we get tired. We, okay, we get tired. It's it's gonna be several days. We work three, four, five weeks straight, a month or two straight. Our body's gonna tell us, look, we need a break. Just take today off. Just watch TV, lay down, just rest. We need a break. Even when I mean we, <coughs> excuse me, we're all human. We need a break from time to time. We can't just constantly keep pushing our bodies in, on go. We cannot do that. Even though Dragon Ball Z, I'm going to make an anime reference because I love anime. Even though Dragon Ball Z, when they trained and pushed their bodies to the limit until they couldn't take any more, it would be time periods where they would get inside this little machine with water in it and they would put this mask over their mouth and they would sit in it for hours, for a couple hours, three, four hours. They would just sit in there and let their body heal and regenerate and they would take time off. These jobs are not realizing that you're trying to force us to come to work. In their mind, we need them to come to work. We need our units. 
We don't care if they're tired. We don't care if they're hurting. We need our units. They come to work. They need the bill. We need them in here. That's not the way it should be. It should be. How do our workers feel? That's how it should be. How do our workers feel? The way that it should be set up. The way that it should be set up, in my opinion, is let's talk to our workers. Let's see how they're feeling. Let's give our workers this sad amount of days. Let's let's do this for our workers, because if our workers are happy, then they will want to come to work. They'll produce more cars. We'll have a better efficiency. Don't try to force us to do things because you're forcing us to do (coughs) when you force us to do things as they're trying to do now with breaking our vacation days up that's gonna make people not want to work for you even more give us all of our vacation days at the beginning of the month if we have to work over or something happens just schedule a saturday you know what i'm saying just schedule a production saturday instead of making us work two hours over 30 minutes over an hour over because at the end of the day Once we go home, we only have a set amount of time that our body can rest. Because as soon as we get wake up, more than likely, we have maybe three, four hours left before we have to go right back and push our bodies to the limit again. Our bodies are not getting enough time to rest. And these manufacturing and automotive plants, they understand that, but they do not care because money has become... Money has become so important to them. They have been consumed by greed. And by them being consumed by greed, they don't care about their employees. They don't. They might lie to you and feed you a whole bunch of bullshit of, well, we care about you. We're family. We want to make sure that your bed, your safety is in our concern. They want to make sure that your safety is in their concern only for the simple fact if you get hurt, they have to pay you. If you get hurt, you're missing work. They have no one to replace you. You need to be safe. You cannot get hurt. You cannot be gone from the job. They need you. So that's why they be so hard on us on the safety shit. Another thing I wanted to address is the fact that if you're working at an automotive plant and you know you need said amount of units or you know you want to run so many whatever it is that you're making or doing at your automotive plant. If you know that you want to have production full throttle max capacity, why do you only have two shifts? That makes no sense to me. Why not get three shifts? If you get three shifts, third shift can come in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they can have the option to come in and work Friday or not. They can come in. They can have the option to come in and work four hours Friday or work the whole shift Friday if they wanted to. <coughs> By you having two shifts. And now the third shift, you're putting all of this pressure and weight on these two shifts. If one shift messes up or has a bad day, guess what? That next shift is going to pay for it regardless. That next shift can come in and run great, have no problems whatsoever, no downtime. But guess what? They're going to force that shift to work 10 times harder because now that shift has to make up for what the other shift lacked. If that shift couldn't meet their criteria or the goal that they were given... Guess what? That second shift is going to have to make their goal that they're giving, and they're going to have to make up for what that other shift did not do. If you had three shifts, you would not have this problem because if the first shift fell short 20, 30 units or whatever it is, have the second shift come in, 
work them over 10, 15 minutes, boom. Had the third shift come in, work them over 10, 15 minutes, boom. You're caught back up just like that. But the, these automotive plants, man, it's, 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 really, it's really bothering me. Because me as a person, I understand that it's a business thing. Everybody always tells me that it's a business thing. It's a business thing. It's a business thing. You have to look at it from a business standpoint. You have to look at it from a business point of view. I look at it from a business point of view. I look at it from a business standpoint. But at the end of the day, I also am looking at it from a co-worker's point of view. I'm on the battlefield with all of my other co-workers. We're on the battlefield. We're out there busting our ass pushing our bodies to the limit taking energy drinks energy pills drinking caffeine drinking coffee sodas candy all types of shit excuse me just to keep our body going just to keep energy in our body so we can keep moving and pushing it and pushing it and it's like they don't they don't care about that shit bro they don't they lie to you and say they do and then my thing is this they'll lie to you and say well we care about you we do this we do that we're a family as soon as the workers start somewhat coming together as soon as they start somewhat coming together and it starts to get just a little bit chaotic that's when they pull out their trump card they'll do something nice for you they'll treat you they'll defuse the situation so it does not escalate when they defuse the situation so it does not escalate then that's when they go back to the same antics that they had before People have to people have to realize this. This is the best way that I can describe this and sum this up, man. For real. So listen up. This is the best way I can describe it and sum it up. The best way I can describe and sum this up is the movie Bugs Life. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I got a uh cold stuck in my chest, man. But the best way I can describe this scenario is a bug's life all of the workers all of the people that work to help build or do whatever it is in your automotive plant your wherever you work at all of the people that work and build and bust their ass they we are the ants on a bug's life all of us work together we bust our ass the upper management will be the grasshoppers they don't give a fuck about us they don't they don't give a fuck about us and that you cannot change my perspective they don't give a fuck about us i can tell when a company gives a fuck about you i can tell i've worked for two or three companies they actually cared about you they never wanted you to bust your ass they never wanted you to get hurt they wanted to get as much as they could without them without you pushing your body to the limit to where you're tired you're hurt you're exhausted all they asked for was that you give a hundred percent maybe ninety percent just do your best try to move at a nice and steady pace if you can't finish it today, we can come back tomorrow and knock it out. Because it's more than one day. You always have more than one day. That's how they looked at it. And that's how management looks at us. They look at us like ants. And they know for a fact, if we were to rally together and go against them, not causing a riot or going on striking them, but if we were all to stick together and tell them, look, this is what's got to happen. We're tired of this. We want to change. We need, we need this to happen. It's not fair to us. It is not fair. If we all stuck together and told them that 
we will see so many changes. It will take a little minute, but we will see so many changes happen. But there's so many people that's afraid to go against upper management because they've been there 10, 15 years, 20 years. Management has buttered them up. They've gotten bonuses, raises. They've gotten promotions. They don't want to go against management. They don't want to go against the hand that's feeding them. And I understand that. I understand completely. Because that's what we're taught coming up. Never go against the hand that feeds you. If that hand feeds you, you never go against it. Because that hand is the one that puts you on. That hand is the one that gave you that bread to get in the position that you're in. That hand is the one who lifted you up out of your struggle, out of whatever you were going through to put you in a better position that you have not to where you no longer have to struggle and worry about and worry financially. So I get that. I do. I understand it 100%. But at the end of the day, you have to realize... We're all, we're all humans, man. We're all humans. We're not robots. We're not. We're all humans. That's what it boils down to. We are all humans. And that's what a lot of these companies don't fail to realize. We're humans. We're not robots. We're not fucking whatever the hell that's in the inside of these automotive plants and factories and everything else. We are not those. It's time for a change, man. And I'm saying that now, but... In reality, nothing will ever change. Nothing will ever change because it's all about money. Money makes the world go round. If you have two shifts and those two shifts are busting our ass and they're bringing in, I'm just going to say some random shit right now. You got two shifts. Those two shifts work eight, nine months straight. They work maybe four or five Saturdays in those eight, nine months those two shifts produce, let's say, 5,000 cars, maybe 8,000 cars in those eight months. And that's with 30 minutes overtime, an hour overtime, working Saturdays, little to none downtime at all. If those two shifts produce such a high quality number, and management's mind is not, well, they're producing a high quality number, let's get a higher number at another shift. That way, it's 50-50 everywhere, and it's not 50, 100, 80, 20. That way, in case something goes wrong, boom, we have a backup plan. That goes wrong, boom, we have a backup plan. That's just like with sports. Sports, every sport, they don't just have two fucking quarterbacks. They don't just have two running backs. They don't have just two wide receivers. They have six and seven damn near of each. Except, well, when it comes to basketball, it might be two or three, maybe maybe four, you feel me? First string, second string, third string. <coughs> I know for a fact it's three. It's three off the muscle, I know for a fact. That way, one person gets hurt, boom, second string come in. Second string get hurt, boom, third string come in. Third string get hurt by the time... If the third string does get hurt by that time, the first string is already back at 70 80%. He can come back in. That's what they're not looking at. If we have three shifts at some of these jobs, first shift, oh, they didn't get to make it. Okay, well, second shift, we're going to work you 15, 20 minutes over. Boom, okay, that's it. No more. 15, 20 minutes. That's it. That is it. Boom, they come in. Okay, third shift, we got to make up. We're going to run 15, 20 minutes over just so we can meet this criteria because we ran a little short today. Okay, no problem. 15, 20 minutes. Boom, shut it down. That's it. Okay, good job. First shift, come back in. Okay, first shift, we're going to work you 10, 15 minutes over just because these two shifts had to work over to cover you. So we're going to work you about 30 minutes over just because 
these two ships had to make up for what you lacked. So we're going to run you 30 minutes over today and we'll be caught back up. Okay, boom. There you go. All right. Now we're back caught up completely. You feel me? We back caught up completely. So we're not behind anymore. And that's the way I look at it. That, that's the way I that's the way I think about it. That's the way I look at all of this stuff, man. If we if there was a way to make the job easier to where it doesn't kill and break down your body to the point where you start having muscle spasms, back pains, joint problems, your feet start hurting. Like these jobs cause a lot of stuff, man. They take a lot of wear and tear on your body. They do. And it's like, don't nobody give a fuck. And that's the sad part about it. That's the part that's killing me. It's like, damn, do you not see this shit, bro? Like, we're tired. I want to say it was maybe two or three months ago I was at my job. And when I was at my job, I didn't make my low time. And low time is basically the set amount of time they give you to have your process completed before the robot turns around and you have to reload that process again. So, I'm, I mean, I'm tired. I had our toughest process like three days in a row. I had two, three tough processes that whole entire night. So, I got to my last process. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing my body. I'm pushing my body. I couldn't do it. I was tired. I end up, for us not to get in trouble, we have to have at least an 85%. I had like an 80 I want to say I had like an 80%, an 83%. My body was tired. I couldn't I couldn't keep pushing my body. I was tired. So my supervisor came to me and was like, we're going to have to write you up. Now, let me remind you, this is the first time I didn't make my load time in maybe four to five months. Once I learned my process and I could do it on my own without struggling, I never missed my load time because I, I learned and I watched. I got advice from older people. I got tips from everybody. Showing me how to make it easier, how to, the, uh, how to make it easier, how to uh, take shortcuts to where I don't have to go the long way. I can take this shortcut and it still be just as effective as the way that they want you to do it. So they tell me, he says, I'm going to have to write you up. And I said, for what? And he said, you didn't make your load time. And I said, I was tired. Like, that's the first time I didn't make it in like six to seven months. So what, what do you mean you're going to have to write me up? And he said, we have to treat everybody accordingly. And I've, and automatically, I knew he was talking about this older person that worked with us. I'm not going to call the name, but this older person that worked with us, they don't make their load time for shit. They drag. They're slow. They don't pay attention to any details at work. They make mistakes constantly. It's like they're in a whole nother fucking universe every fucking day every day is like they're in a whole nother universe it's like they're zoned out they don't know what's going on they make mistakes they don't make their load time if they make their load time it'll be for like maybe a day or two it's it's to the point where 80 percent of us are looking at them like you need to retire like now's the time you put in your work you've been here 15 16 years if not more it's time for you to retire now I can tell it's taking a wear and tear on your body. I can tell you're getting to the point where your body doesn't want to do this anymore. It's time for you to retire. I mean, it'll be different if you were coming to work, giving it your all. Well, I'm not going to say even giving it your all, but if you were coming to work 
and you were paying attention, you were still, you know, you were putting forth a valued effort. You're not even putting forth a valued effort anymore. And that's the part that's killing us. You're not even putting forth a valued effort. You're just basically here just to get your paycheck. You know that the management, you know that management is going to look out for you. You're not going to get in trouble. You've been getting in trouble about not making your low time. Let the other people tell it that I've worked with for years. You are not yet been fired. So, <coughs> excuse me. So for them to come to me and tell me I'm going to get wrote up. I said, well, I want to speak to the manager, the uh, manager that's over my department. I said, I want to speak to him about this. And he said, he kind of looked at me like eyes got big, like, really? And I was like, yeah, really? Because this is bullshit. So I went and spoke to him. I was like, you know, what, what's I'm tired. What's what's this about? You know, I didn't make it one time out of the eight, nine months I've been here. And all of a sudden, y'all got to write me up. And his, basically, in a nutshell, what he told me is that, since she, since that person, uh, excuse me, since that person never makes their load time and people always complain, they have to uh, treat everybody accordingly by everybody complaining about that person not making their load time. If you miss your load time, we have to say something to you because we have to say something to her because people are complaining. And my thoughts about that was, yes, people do complain, but it's not, they don't complain they don't complain just to complain like, well, well, they didn't make their load time or they're not making, you know, they, they don't complain like that. Like, oh, they're not telling. They're not tattletelling. Like, uh-oh, uh-uh, that person didn't make their load time. That person didn't make their load time. No, it's not that. It's the simple fact that this person does not make their load time every day. But it's the simple fact for me that they don't make their load time every day. Nothing is said. Nothing is done. No actions are ever taken. But as soon as one of us has an off day or off quarter you automatically come to us and say something to us you automatically come and try to jump down our throats that's why we're complaining that's why we're telling and once again man it's 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 just i don't really i really don't know what to say for real you know because a strong part of me feels like racism plays a lot in this shit it does i feel like racist i feel like excuse me i'm so sorry i feel like racism plays like 30% in this and I'm not just gonna say racism I ain't gonna call nobody racist but I feel like most of the people in upper management of higher power are white and most of the black people that are upper power and high upper power they're married to a white woman so I feel as though they're looking out for their own kind it's a buddy buddy system you feel me Everybody in upper management knows each other, hangs out with each other, goes out on trips with each other. It's a buddy-buddy management. Everybody is buddy-buddy. Everybody is cool. So they're going to look out for one another, and they're going to look out for the person that he tells them to look out for. They're not going to look out for me. They're not going to look out for this other guy I grew up with. They're not going to look out for the people who came from the slums. They ain't going to look out for the people who came from the country, who out here busting their ass, who come to work. They ain't going to look out for us. They're going to look out for the people who they want to look out for. And it's fucked up. But that's the reality that we live in. And the sooner that we all can realize that and come to grips with it, the sooner we all can start coming up with better ideas for our own business. Even if it is something just small, as long as you come up with some type of idea to become your own boss and become your own independent person, it is way better than working in these factories. It is way better than having 
six, seven people over you, jumping down your neck, jumping down your throat, trying to push you until your body breaks or until your body has had a, or until your body gets to the point where it can literally almost take any more. Now you have to take time off. You're going to be gone two, three months because your body is recuperating. Your body has to regenerate and reheal from all the wear and tear that is taken on you. This is part of the reason why I really want to slowly start trying to become my own business person. I've had a couple business ideas. I've talked to a couple people. Uh, I talked to a couple friends. Uh, a couple of people, you know, they they sounded like they were with it. A couple of people kind of shrugged it off. But at the end of the day, I believe in myself. Everything I do, I believe. If I believe that I want to go out and fix cars, guess what? I'm going to start talking to people who has the best expertise and fixing cars and working on cars i'm gonna ask them to show me i'm gonna get some of their wisdom i'm gonna get some of their knowledge i'm gonna absorb as much information as i can so i can pertain it <clears throat> excuse me so i can pertain it and use it and learn more about it so with the business plan that i do have i'm hoping that maybe next year i can actually start trying to get it off the ground because not everybody is going to believe in you you're only going to have those few select friends they listen to an idea that you have and they actually be like, man, that's a good ass idea. I really want to help you. Let's do that. I can see your vision. Not everybody can see your vision. Not everybody can see it. Not everybody has a vision. The few select people that have visions are the ones who are daydreamers. That's what we call them. If you if you have a vision or if you're able to have visions, if you're able to if you're able to see into the future. You feel me? And I'm not talking about no that's so raven type shit. Like with me, with the business I have, if I can get it going the, re- the way I really, really want to, and I can push it the way I really, really want to, I can see me making this much money. I can see people asking me, you know, hey, I want this and that. I can I can see how it can play out. You see what I'm saying? I, I can see it. I can see people want to buy it. I can see people shopping for it. I can see people asking about it i can see people wanting to know where they can get it from that's a vision i have a vision and i'm trying i'm I'm trying my best to push it forward man you know i'm trying my best to really just push it forward and get get it off the ground because these manufacturing places these automotive places they just it's it's becoming it's not where it's at anymore and that's why they're struggling so hard to try to find people in the last, I want to say, three months, we've had at least four people come, and within two or three weeks, maybe a month, those four people quit because they said, this is not for me. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And it's not the job. The job is pretty tough, but it's management. That's what it all boils down to. It all boils down to management, how the how the office, well, excuse me, not the office, but how the plant is ran. That's what it boils down to. How the plant is ran. How how you run things. That's what it boils down to. How you run things. If you run things pretty smooth, your workers are happy, everything is pretty smooth, that, that person will want to stay and work. But if you're running your company on a tight leash and you have them in a headlock with your foot on their neck, no one will ever want to come work for you. And the people that are working for you, they're looking for a way out. I'm living proof. I'm looking for a way out right now. I'm looking for a way out. Me and a couple of other my friends, we're looking for ways out. 
because this is this is not where it's at. Now the last company I worked for, the last company I worked for, they management their management was good. It just it took you a while to become permanent though. That's the only thing. It took you a while to become permanent, but speaking on the management, the management was good. The people were good. Uh, the, my supervisor he he caught an attitude with me once or twice. But, you know, I was, I was still young. I was still trying to learn how to work with stuff, you know. Well, I really can't say I was young. I was a year younger than what I am now. But the things I were doing, I was fooling with tools. And I was kind of sketchy because they never really trained me to know what I... They never trained me enough to where I knew what I was doing guaranteed for a fact. And I never second-guessed myself. I always second-guessed myself whenever I had to change something out or whenever I had to fill something up or fidget with the tools because they never trained me properly. So I was always second guessing myself and I was worried. Like, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to fuck this up. I know if I fuck it up, you know, it was just second, constantly second guessing myself because I didn't receive the proper training to where I was confident enough to know where I got this. I know what I'm doing. I know what I got to do. I know how to do it. Just bring me that and everything's straight. <coughs> but other than that, I really miss that company. That company was that company was a good company. I do miss that company. I wish their pay rate would increase just a little bit more for the temps. But other than that, it was a great company, man. It was a great company. It was a great company, and I miss it. That's all I got for y'all today, man. Hopefully, y'all stay tuned. Y'all listen. Y'all run it up. Uh, I just got a new headphone set. And a new plug for my iPhone, so I'll be making more podcasts. I'll be making, I'll be doing more. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be doing more videos. I'll be doing more podcasts, talking to y'all more. And the podcast I do is is gonna be talking about life because I understand what a lot of people are going through. You feel me? Not everybody understands what you're going through. And I know how good it feels to be able to listen to somebody and be like, damn, man, I feel that shit. I feel that shit. Hell yeah, man. I feel the exact same way. I fuck with dude. You know what I'm going through. I done been through that shit. Man, that nigga speaking the truth. He's speaking facts. It ain't too many people that's like that. I'm going to be one of those people. So stay tuned, man. I got more podcasts coming soon. Like I said, I got a new headset for my phone. I have a new plug for my phone. I have a new phone. So... (laughs) You know, but yeah, appreciate y'all for listening, man. Just keep your heads up. Things gonna get better. One love.